Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Face Off on France 24, the programme which tells you everything you ever wanted to know about French politics. This week, Penelope Gate is back in the headlines in reference to the scandal surrounding Penelope Fillon, the wife of Francois Fillon, the right-wing Republican Party candidate in the upcoming French presidential elections. Until two weeks ago, everything was going to a plan, going to plan for Francois Fillon, until the satirical newspaper Le Canard Enchaîné broke a story in which it accused him of employing his wife as his parliamentary assistant and of paying her a handsome salary. This is not illegal in France. The problem was that no one said they'd ever seen her at work and she was recorded as telling Britain as telling Britain's Daily Telegraph back in 2007 that she'd actually never worked for her husband at all. Well, joining me to discuss this uh, this week are two of our regular panellists, uh, Jean-Marc Gonin from Le Figaro magazine and also Stéphane de Vries, the Paris correspondent for the Dutch channel RTL4. So with his poll ratings in free fall amid controversy that he might have created a fake job for his wife to increase his own personal enrichment, Francois Fillon held a press conference on Monday this week to try to save his candidacy. He's calling it a new phase in his election campaign. And this time, François Fillon is laying it all out on the table. The presidential candidate adamantly proclaimed his innocence in the tumultuous scandal that threatens to stamp out his 32-year political career. Yes, I employed my wife as my assistant. She occupied this post for 15 years and for a net monthly salary of 3,677 euros. A salary that is perfectly justifiable for a person with a degree in law and art. Fillon said he had nothing to hide, and to prove it, he would publish all records of his wife's payments online. Once considered the favorite for the presidency, Fillon has been struggling to keep his head above water since news broke on what media have dubbed Penelope Gate. Recent polls show him folding in the first round of voting, beat out by former economy minister Emmanuel Macron. Perhaps to counter his sinking approval, Fillon did apologize to voters. It was a mistake. I deeply regret it, and I present my apologies to the French people. Like many other MPs, I followed a tradition, legal of course, but one that clearly our compatriots no longer want. But he will not be giving that money back, nearly one million euros of public money. He also will not give up his bid for the presidency saying he's the only one who can bring about a national recovery. So the question everybody is asking in France at the moment is, was Francois Fillon convincing? And has this press conference and his apology brought Penelope Gate to an end? That's a question I'm going to ask our two guests. First of all, let's start with you, Jean-Marc. What do you think? Well, um, the counterattack was well-designed and pretty convincing, at least for his party people and the, uh, the, uh, the member of his, of his party. Uh, he's, as we've seen, regrets, apologies. I mean, this was all pretty well designed. It, it was kind of accurate, saying, you, you see, I regret this, but he was giving very precise figures, etc. So, uh, at face value, it seems pretty convincing. Now we need to see what happens in the, in the polls, because as you mentioned, Philip, uh, introducing this program, he has fallen, he's lost like 
five, uh, between five and seven points in the opinion polls, which is huge, and now he's out of the picture for the second round. Macron is ahead of him. So we will see if he can, if he can make good. And, and so it means that he's now out of the second round and Emmanuel Macron, the, the centre candidate, is opposite uh, uh, Marine Le Pen Marine from the far Le Pen, right exactly. national front. And now uh, we have to see first if um, he bounces back or, and second if Marine Le Pen, who has always uh, pretended to be clean hands, a new party without corruption, if she will... Uh, profit from uh, from uh, what what happened to Fillon. So, Stefan, do you think the message was, um, with me, you're not sure to win, but without me, you're definitely sure to lose sure to lose this presidential election. Yeah, I, I think that was uh, absolutely his motivation. If you look at the body language, he was very confident yesterday, almost arrogant and almost been, annoyed, really. Yeah, annoyed. He was even attacking the French judges, the the, the media. Um, Typical strategies when you're you're in trouble. You, you, that's well very fashionable nowadays to attack the judges and the media, um, because we have we are of course the the, the root of all evil uh, nowadays. But um, he he was so arrogant, or so so confident yesterday because he knows that his party has no alternative. Um, they've been fighting within the party the last week to find a what they call a plan B, so an alternative. Uh, but the statutes of the of the the party. Um, do not take into account the possibility of the fact that they are going to lose their design, their, their nominated candidate. So they're in big trouble, and the only um, result is it's basically a catch-22. They have to run with Fillon because otherwise this election is absolutely lost. Uh, the election is in less than 70 days. Um, they have to uh, submit their definite candidate within a month from now. So it, it, that will leave them a month to organize new primaries. Uh, it's, it's just not possible. And I think Fillon absolutely knows this situation. And uh, that's why he was so confident yesterday. OK, so he's got the support of his party. So he's avoided being taken to the gallows, basically, by, by the Republicans. Um, big question is, he might have the support of the party and he might even have the support of the militants within that party. But will he be able to win back the support of the general public to... Uh, dispel this myth that all politicians are profiteering and taking advantage of public funds when they shouldn't be? There's a big problem with, the, with his explanation. He confirmed the figures. So he tried to minimise them, saying it's only a monthly wage of XX. But, uh, again, but it's 3,600 euros, which, which is, is a already, huge amount of money for most money. people. But he, he made it, like, casually. But when you sum it up, uh, like I read this morning in, in some newspapers, uh, what his wife has been cashing in all those years is more than what many French people would, would earn in their whole life. So this, the, the, the sheer effect of the figure will be very difficult to counter because, you know, a lot of people say, what? The, the wife and also the, the children got very high salaries as well. So, and this impression will be very hard to do. So you're referring to the fact that two of his children, uh, his daughter and his son, were both employed by François Fillon as lawyers during the time he, before be, he became a ca candidate for the, the presidency. And in fact, they were students at that time and were paid quite handsomely. They were not even lawyers. Well. Yes, they were studying yeah. law and they were, they were um, working working for is him, there for not, in the Senate. Is there not also a, a problem with the fact that 
Francois Fillon's candidacy, his electoral programme is asking people to make sacrifices. It's saying it's going to increase VAT by two points. It's going to sacrifice 500,000 civil servants uh, in France. Um, people are going to have to tighten their belts at the same time they're seeing that he's got all this money to pay his family with. It They don't seem to doesn't seem to go together very well, does it? No, absolutely not. And a lot of his former tweets uh, resurfaced the last couple of weeks because uh, Fion is very active on Twitter. Uh, the last two years, three years, he tweeted that uh, every politician should be exemplary, uh, that there should be no wage for people who don't work. Well, all these kinds of moral, uh, well, bullet points, basically. And now he's, he's doing the same things. Uh, he said he was going to... Uh, Prohibit, or at least, well, he, he had the image of a very clean candidate. And we, but we still don't know exactly what his wife Penelope no, Fion we did. We've got no details about the job she had in the last two weeks, and that's very strange as well because it's it's also about her. But she, she's, I don't know where she is, but uh, she let know, she has let know that uh, she was doing the fiche, as we say in France, some notes for for him at home, uh, compiling uh, oh. press articles and stuff like this, but. This is under inquiry, so we will see if the police has found anything that uh, gives substance to, to that argument. OK, another quick couple of questions. First of all, um, the press has come in for a lot of criticism yeah. uh, over this, uh, this story of Francois Fillon for breaking it when it has, just before a presidential election. Um, it's acu he's accused the press of launching an orchestrated attack against him. Is there grounds to believe that or not, do you think, Jean-Marc? Well, uh, having been a journalist in this country for years, um, those those attacks are not don't come from the press. They are printed in a newspaper, but they come from other circles. He accuses the power. He says he gets, so he accuses François Hollande or somebody in the government who might have leaked those documents. But many people think this is revenge inside his own party coming from the side of, of the former president Sarkozy or for a former minister. Um, and I, 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 I haven't got a clue who, where it has come from, but it was definitely something to, uh, to uh, harm his campaign in the last stretch of the, uh, of, the, of the election campaign. That's for sure. But where it comes from, this is difficult to okay. judge. Final question. Can he do it? Can he remain the candidate? Can he last until uh, the first round of the presidential elections at the end of April and the second round in the first week of May? Or is he going to find it very difficult? Stefan? I think it will be extremely difficult for him to um, lead a very uh, reliable campaign, a credible campaign, because uh, the next couple of weeks, the journalists, the other media will uh, really try to find anything that could blame, that could prove that Fion was still lying, even yesterday at the press conference. Uh, he has lost a lot of credibility. Uh, I think he won't make it until the second round. John Mark? It will be extremely difficult. Uh, we'll see it very quickly now. If what he's done yesterday has, uh, has, has brought something, we'll, we'll, the figures will tell us in a few days. OK, well, that's all we've got time for this week, unfortunately. Uh, Penelope Gate might be back on the menu within the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Join us again at the same time next week for more Face Off here on France 24. And stay with us for more news coming right up. This printing house in Kurdish-majority Kamishli in northeast Syria publishes Kurdish-language books. Among them, copies of the very first Western novel in Kurdish. 
It's the fruit of a non-profit initiative launched two months ago to translate international works of literature into language effectively banned in Syria until recently. The novel, Snow, by French writer